Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your hosts, Gary, Shuck, and Proper Brian. On episode 22, we talk about only nine. What games could you keep if you could only keep nine? So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, well, welcome to uh, the Pub Meeple Podcast. I'm Gary. Shuck here. Proper Brian. And we are uh, we're the three amigos today. We, we, we're, we're a man short. Yeah, yeah, we're a man short today. Uh, just Brian, he could be with us, but uh, that's all right. We're we're gonna um, talk trash about him as much as we can. Actually, we kicked and, him out. Oh, we kicked him out. We, yeah. we did. We were gonna yeah, wait for the press release. Okay. Or I did for, for later. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the original two. I think you you guys have that in the contract. You reserve that right, correct? Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, something along those lines. Well, guys. Uh, I think the brew talk's going to be interesting because we all have the same thing. Chuck it might be a, a little shorter, right? Yeah, a little shorter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chuck brought a brew that we all, he and I have liked, liked and uh, um, proper Brian kind of wanted to try it. Chuck, why didn't, you brought it. Why don't you tell us? Well, I, I brought the classic Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. It's uh, a great beer for the this time of year. Uh, you can only really find it this time of year. And when you do, you should grab it because it's delicious. Uh, uh, agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Very, very good. Agreed. I, I have not had this before, so this is my first time uh, uh, sampling it, and it is, it is as you say, it is worth getting this time of year. As a matter of fact, when I got it, I was in the uh, the gas station, and I saw that they had just put it out, and I was like, um, I'm going to grab this real quick before they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> they'll go pretty pretty quick at some of the, some of the places. Uh, so, guys, what have we been playing? Uh, Chuck, you want to start? Have you been playing anything recently? Well, recently I played with Proper Brian here. We yeah, we're going to be sharing. We're going to oh, be sharing again yeah. here. Yes. We're sharing beers and games tonight. Yes. So. Ta- tapestry was um, well for me. It wasn't even really on my radar. I I'd seen a lot of people talking about it, um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, it's it's a new Stonemeyer game. I like Stonemeyer games. Um, it's got to be good, right? And I it kind of looked a little. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't get into it. I just didn't didn't appeal to me at first. But then there was uh, it the civilization aspect, or is that is that kind of not your your maybe I your don't cup know. Of tea? I don't know what it was, but maybe I just wasn't into reading real books at the moment. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've but all been there for whatever reason. Y'all said, "Well, come on, let's play," and I said, I, "I'll play a game, sure." And I don't know if it's because I had absolutely no expectations. Or what? But it blew me out of the water. The, the game is amazing. Uh, it was just is a lot of the things that I like doing. It's got the engine building. Um, just uh, oh, man. <laughs> what was your okay? What was your favorite part of it? Um, I really like the kind of the the scythe aspect of being able to pull off mm-hmm. pieces, off getting bonuses from pieces. I, I think, okay, the best thing I liked about it was the fact that I never felt like anything that I did was something negative to what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Even combat, right? E- everything I did was, yeah, it seemed beneficial in some way. It may, it may not have been, I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do, but I was able to do something that that worked. And um, I pulled out a, a super huge lead at the beginning and what even solidified the game for me even more was the fact that the guy that was dead last ned he was on our last uh podcast he i mean was way behind and pulled in for the massive win Mm -hmm. at the very end it was amazing 
It was amazing. And <laughs> so uh, this isn't my favorite part. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, the variable ending times thing in the game, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that. Because I'm not a I'm not a fan of uh, player elimination in games. Really, I like for everyone to stay engaged. But in our game, anyway, so uh, you know, cards on the table. We've only played this once so far, but um, in our game, at the end, it, there was a lot of tension still there. So uh, Shuck and I finished our game, and then still had a little bit to play. But Ned was so far behind and but we could we could sense his engine like producing we were like oh man what's gonna he's gonna catch up and so it, there was still a lot of tension even sitting there going oh man here he comes well, so, here he so comes. that was that was fun and something that i liked about the game um was the fact that he was able to catch up like i said but the he was able to because there's a variable ending he was able to sit back a little bit at, at the beginning not progress into the next stage. So that that's how you end the game is you progress in your own timeline or whatever you want to to the next stage. And once you go to the was it the fourth time? Oh, the, the fifth, yeah, the fifth. fifth the you're, fifth. You're done. Yep. And so he sat back for a while and just slowly built that engine. He just kind of I don't know. I guess it's not really turtling, but kind of the same concept. He just sat back and built it up, and then finally started progressing. And he had it so well built that when he got to the end he did so much better than we did yeah his last income phase he scored huge like um so i I remember at the beginning of the game you and i were sitting at about 60 and 70 points or so and he was still like at three yeah i was like oh i feel bad i I, (laughs) like and then like like shuck was saying you end up with this uh because he built his engine so well he he was able to make up that difference and by quite a bit actually i think he won by like how much i mean he he beat me by somewhere in 50 to 60 70 points i don't remember that's wild i came in last so i don't want to i don't want to take up too much more time with tapestry even though i do want to take up more time with it Um, (laughs) i'd like to take up some time with it uh, on the table but i really enjoyed the uh the tracks like the i mean the whole game is based around these four tracks along the edge of the board that as you go up them you're taking your as you move up them you're taking actions and you're developing your your civilization and your um your engine you know Mm -hmm. and it it had a little bit of a mombosa feel to me a little bit i haven't played that one um it's not the same so and but as you go up these tracks you're you're unlocking more stuff to do you know i get the i get the analogy now yeah and the tracks kind of play off of each other like the tracks opposite each other i really like that yeah i like that like uh, I can't remember all the tracks now, but it's like the military and exploration were opposite each other mm-hmm. and they played off each other really well. And the science and technology tracks were opposite each other and they played off of each other really well. It, anyway, that, that was probably my favorite feeling in the game. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff, but that was probably my favorite part was just the whole, the, the way that those tracks worked with how your actions worked and your engine. And anyway, so tapestry, yeah. Uh, great game, and Gary, we're going to get you to try it. Yeah, so. no, I, I want to. I, I felt bad I missed that night. Um, I think, actually, uh, I was I was um, hanging out with the family, actually, and um, I believe it was that night uh, I got to play some Arkham Horror, uh, the card game with my son, and that's that's one of the, just one of the two I've kind of been uh, 
playing, and I, I, I really, really enjoy that game. The story in that is um, it's just phenomenal. Uh, just, uh, for anyone who's who's kind of hesitated on that one just because of the Cthulhu theme, I'm not a huge fan of, of Cthulhu theme. I, I don't like it or dislike it. It's just kind of like a, a wash for me. You know, it, it doesn't re- – I'm not like against, I don't, I'm not repulsed by it or anything, but also just never has been a draw. But that story, um, it does things with just cards that make it feel like a dungeon crawler. And then, um, it also somehow manages to feel, manages to feel kind of like an open world at times open and, uh, with just cards. And so it's just very cleverly designed. It's I've only played Arkham Horror card game once about two years ago. Uh, but I, even still, even though I don't remember much about the game itself, I still remember the feeling of loving the game. Like it, it has stuck with me, and, and I've seen it on the shelf several times. Almost bought it, um, just because it, I, I just remember the feeling. Like it was a good, it's a good game. It, it's that good a game, yeah. Art. So if you guys are into into a thematic card games, um, if you like. Things like the Warhammer Quest uh, card game or Lord of the Rings, uh, LCG. It's by Fantasy Flight. Same same people. Uh, it, so Arkham Horror, the card game. Uh, I'd say it's phenomenal. Um, I'll just briefly mention that I, today I finally got a, a <gasps> game off the the shelf of shame. Oh. And so it'd been about. I was talking to the guys before we started recording. I finally played Lisboa. It's probably been on my. I think it came out in 2017. Um, and I've I've. Owned it since shortly after the Kickstarter delivered. I, I missed out on the Kickstarter, but I got a retail copy like in that first wave. And I multiple times I've almost played it, and for whatever reason something um, stopped me. And um, I do love uh, Vitala Serta games, and I think this this game, the action selection in this game using the cards was different than I thought, but it didn't feel as limiting as I thought it would because you always have access at the end of every round, every turn you're gaining a new card. So if you felt like you didn't have an action in your hand you needed, the odds are very, very high that you can access the action for the next turn. And then, uh, man, just just the way everything just felt like a bunch of gears. Like as we started playing the game and realized how everything worked, it felt like a bunch of gears. So you, you turn one and you see something over here move and vice versa. And, I mean, it, it was great. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on that one. It, it's, a, it's a crunchy, crunchy uh, Euro. Did you still have brain matter left, or was it just mush? By the end of the game, well, by the end of the game, I I played with our friends Ned and Reed, and they they beat me by about forty points, which so was you played rough. that today. Is that I played it today, and you're here now. Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You can do it. You can you can you can still do other things afterwards. But uh, it's I had to pull myself together for a little bit. It my brain was I, we played a really light game afterwards, but um, just so we could kind of like kind of like a uh, just bring ourselves back into normal headspace. So it, it was it was excellent though. Normal so. headspace. I think we're probably going to you'll probably hear more from me on this game. I want to play it again. I want to play it with these guys and get their take on it. Uh, I think it's a kind of a crunchy game that we kind of love at the pub and I think I, it's one that now that I've played it I really want to share with you guys. Let's get into something that's kind of fun that we've, uh, it's, uh, it's a new tradition, I guess. Now we've started this new new segment called Name That Game. Uh, and so uh, I think I want to get into it because I scored some points last time. So 
I think I'm doing all right in the in the overall rankings. Yeah, what is the uh, what what is the point spread right now? I, I I know that I have zero. I got zero. I you know what <laughs> that we, means one of us is we had it figured out, day. and I apologize. We had it figured this out. This is the, the real reason. The this is the real reason why I kicked just Brian out, so that one of <laughs> so, us could get points. Just Brian's in the lead. <laughs> just Brian's in the lead. I think he's got five points, and I've got three. Okay, I think okay. is where where we're at. But it's my turn. Since last time, I happened to win. Um, we we kicked uh, proper Brian out, so we could you know hopefully get an edge, and uh, and, and just surprise Ned with this. So uh, so then I somehow managed to eke out a win, and with uh, just Brian's excellent clues last time. So without further ado, we'll just jump into this. I hope uh, listeners enjoy this, play along as well. See if maybe you can uh, guess the game before these guys do. Chances are that one of them will probably get it on the first clue. So just to be clear, the way this works is there's a clue giver. Uh, Gary's our clue oh, giver yes. this time, and he's going to give a, a series of five clues. And after each clue, Sean and I get uh, one guess each as to what the game is that he's trying to uh, get us to guess. And the clues kind of get progressively easier. If you um, don't get the fifth clue, we leave the room. Yes. So, yeah, so we just end the podcast. That's anyway, that's name the game. All right, I'm probably gonna lose again. All right. So clue number one: If you're looking for a place to settle down, then look no further. We've all the amenities we can stuff into our oddly shaped border. Oddly shaped border. Okay. Or borders. Oddly shaped borders. Want me to read Odd, it again? Oddly shaped border. Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna go. Go with a word and just lock on to it. I'm gonna go, Imperial Settlers. I'm pretty sure it's not it, but I'm saying it. No, but okay. uh, that's, that's a good guess. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it has oddly shaped borders. Yeah, but that was the problem I had. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not settlers or Catan. No, it's Catan now. There's no settlers. No, Whatever. Yeah. It's always be Whatever. Settlers in my, in my heart, it's, it's gonna be uh, settlers, right? Um, all right. Hey. All right. So we're, we're, let's see what clue two. Round two has for us. Yeah. Round two. If you can't find it here, then just look to your neighbors. Between us, we've got it all. Uh, between two cities. No. Good oh, guess. Dang. That is a good guess. Dang. Oh, man. Um, it's not Seven Wonders, is it? No, sir. No. No. All right. Wow. I'm giving you I, points. I didn't. I didn't think we'd make it this far. Well, here you we are. You guys are good. Good. Good guessers. <laughs> All right. No. Clue, clue three. That's why we have no points. <laughs> These thresholds are good marks to pass, but be careful not to go too fast, or you'll find yourself coming in last. What I, you got? Oh, I don't know. You go first. <laughs> Suburbia. Oh, you got it. Dang it. I should have known that. I win. I, I told well, you I was going to shake your hand here, sir. All right. So, would you guys want to hear clue four and five just for yeah, fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Clue four. And, and well done. Well done. I, I was hoping that if you played Suburbia, that one should have kind the, of. The score gotten, track. Yeah, yeah, score track is. I, I just um, didn't remember it, I guess. I've played it with you. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's kind of one of. It's a little. You have to. Yeah. The score. I'm is, terrible at this. Is game. you pass certain. Um, <laughs> As you pass certain uh, thresholds, you kind of then have to move some of your um, oh yeah move some of your 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 like your your reputation or your, and your yeah. income down. And so, if you pass too far, if you grow your population too fast, you come in last I because now. your city has a horrible reputation and no money. Yep, twenty twenty. Um, yeah. 
So uh, clue four was airports, high schools, and restaurants galore. I cannot figure out which I want more because those are all things that feature heavily in the game. And then clue five is it's true. We've got a great reputation for having a large population inside our suburban's paradise. So I figured that that one, there's population and reputation and suburban in there. I feel like you you nailed it like with the clues because, I mean, we got it halfway through, which is about what you want. So, uh, for anyone who checks out our website or, or follows us online, you might have noticed we've got a new tool. Um, number one, we've got an update to the BGRE, the Board Game Ranking Engine. It's got a new tool, and we've also got a new standalone tool. Uh, Proper Brian, you want to kind of tell us about your tell us about your uh, developments here, your, your <laughs> sure. babies here? Yeah, sure. So actually, this will work as a great segue into our topic for this podcast. So. Um, what Gary's talking about is the top nine feature of the ranking engine. Um, so when you get done ranking your games, uh, as long as they have images attached to them, uh, you can click a button and it will generate a top nine image. That's an image, uh, you know, that's the your top nine games in a grid that you can then download that image and share out. I'm sure a lot of people, if you're on any social media platform right now, you've seen a lot of these being thrown around. And when, when that was very clear to me that that was going to be really popular. I was like, well, not everyone's going to want to go through the ranking process. So I just kind of ripped out the, uh, uh, that top nine piece and made its own little tool for it. And so you can just really quickly go in, uh, add your games to the list and then click the button. So you don't have to go through the ranking. If you already know your top nine and you're not interested in ranking, great. Go, you know, you can use that standalone feature also. Um, so, uh, that's kind of the, the update on that. And I thought it would be fun. Um, cause we're going to be, uh, talking around like this, you know, top nine game thing for our topic. So I thought it'd be fun to, uh, we, like I said, we've seen a lot of these on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, some on Twitter. Um, but some, I wanted to kind of just real quick shout out some of the really interesting ways I've seen this used. So obviously we've seen the top nine, uh, people you know putting their top nine games out. And then I've seen people do their middle nine. I thought that was interesting. Oh wow! Uh, I've seen uh. people do their bottom nine. So they'll go <laughs> they'll go and throw their bottom nine out there. Um, <laughs> then you have like the the top nine X games, like top nine two top nine two player games, top nine Euro games, top nine Essen games, top nine twenty nineteen games. I've seen uh, a lot of those uh, going around. Um, uh, like the most anticipated games or wish list games. Um, yeah, that's I've seen cool. top nines for that. I've seen top nines for your unplayed games or your shelf of shame games. Um, I've seen top nines for uh, games you thought you'd like but didn't. Um, oh, yeah. That's a good top nine. Um, but one <laughs> of my favorite ones, one of my favorite ones was this guy did, did, he did two and he did one that was his favorite games so his top nine and then one that is his most played games and i thought that was really cool because he said my favorite games i don't get to play them very much so here's actually what i get to play here's the games my favorite games i actually get to play a lot oh wow i thought that was cool it was a really interesting to see the uh i don't i don't know if there was overlap on it or not but anyway i thought that was a really cool use of the the top nine tool anyway so what we're gonna do tonight uh or today or whenever you 
what we're going to talk about. Um, uh, Shuck actually came up with the idea for this, and this was excruciating. Shuck, what? So tell, tell us about it. This is an idea I've actually had for a while. Uh, just didn't really have an excuse to do it on the show, mainly because I didn't want to put myself through this pain. But <laughs> this, yeah. So this this is the whole idea of uh, like if your house is on fire, what game do you grab, right? But it's it's not exactly that. It's similar. But this is the if you could only keep nine games, which would you keep and why? Hmm. So I took it, this as I'm culling my whole collection yes, except for nine games. That's exactly. how I that's how I took it. I realize I, I might be a little short on a couple of things, but that's all right. My my list may have some deficiencies, <laughs> but um, I mean I kind of took it that way too. But looking back at my list now, I'm I'm questioning my my thought process. But that's that's a whole different story. We'll get into that. So I'll start it off. Um, this one's simple. I knew it was coming. This is a game that was easily in the top nine. I knew it was going to be there. I'm not going to talk about it very much because I talked about it in length in the last episode. It's Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be on this list. It's a no-brainer. Um, it does take place of some heavier games like Agricola, uh, Russian Railroads. Uh, but to me, it is the quintessential game for its genre. So I... Yeah, it's in there. Good selection. Well, just Brian, how about uh, how about your top nine? So my, your, your number nine. My number nine of my only nine, because that's what we're calling this, right? This is only nine. Yes. Only nine games. No more. <laughs> no top tens. So, um, I, I, I feel, I don't know. So, when we, we started doing this, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. This is my top games, right? Mm, and as we got no. into it, I was like, no, this is indeed not my top games. However, this one was easy. It is my uh, current number one game, and that's Star Wars Rebellion. I couldn't get rid of it. I had to keep it. It's such a great two-player game that, uh, that does the Star Wars theme justice. So uh, I talk about it a lot. I won't go into a lot of depth, of depth here on it, but Star Wars Rebellion is, is my number nine. All right, my my number nine is uh, is Keyflower. It's a game I, ha- I have not gotten to the table a whole lot. I've you know I've, I have played a few times, played actually online quite a bit. Um, I really like it. And the reason why I kept it on the list is number one, it's a game I want to get more plays of. I think it's the kind of game that rewards multiple plays quite a bit. You start seeing these these strategies and and seeing synergies with tiles and also. Uh, it's a game I want to play with these guys, and then it's also a game that I want to share with my family more. And so, it's not too heavy that I that I can't play with family, but it also uh, involves things like auctions, tile placement, and worker placement. Which I mean, I, I love all those. So it was kind of a no brainer to be on the list. Mm-hmm. That's my number nine. I, I think you bring up a good point um, about uh, longevity and being able to mm-hmm. repeated plays. I think that's a good point for this list, and one that I actually didn't think about too much when I was making mine. I I have a different um, uh, set of rules, which is what I'm going to talk about here. And by the way, mine are in no particular order. There's no, like, top. I mean, I could tell you where they were ranked, but this is... I could reorganize mine as well, like, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings. This is... I'm going to introduce them... um, Well, I guess starting with this one, how much it pained me to do this. (laughs) I want to know what this one is. So, one that I thought... Similar to Lords of Waterdeep, which was my first one, I, I thought Carcassonne would be in this list. I thought oh, for wow. sure Carcassonne would be in this list because it's just it, it's it's a classic, it's nostalgic, it it does 
I mean, it's one of my first games I ever played. It, it's, it's just a good game. However, so I built this list around um, mechanisms. Uh, I built it around player counts. I built it around difficulties and trying to spread those out throughout the list of the entirety of the, the nine games I'm keeping. And so my list ended up, with the nine that I kept, I ended up keeping about 75% of the mechanisms that I have in my entire collection, mm. just by the nine that I'm keeping here. Because of this, I ended up kicking Carcassonne out because it really doesn't have a lot of mechanisms that it does. It's it's very simple area control. Boo. <sighs> Sorry. You can adding in the expansions, <laughs> you could do that, but I find that I don't ever play the expansions as much as I would like, and so it's so the game that I replaced it with is Whistle Stop. So Whistle hmm. Stop gives me a very similar feel. Um, you you have the tile placement that you lay down. Now it's not a popular game that I've played with people so far. Like every time I've played it, it's not been one that's like people are super excited about. But I love this game. I don't know why I like it so much better than everybody else. But it, it's it's just got a lot of different things going for it. It, it not only does it have it doesn't have area control in it. That's a different game for me. But it, it's got uh, pick up and deliver. It's got stocks. Very minimal stock holding, but it's got stock holding. There's resource management. Um, there's just a lot of different. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hear I hear that. So I try to be quiet. All right. Um. So it's just it's a game like Carcassonne. Uh, doesn't have a ton of expansions, but it gives me a very similar feel, and I, I just I I love the the idea of it and building these little routes because it has like a route so it's building. A, it's a train game. Yeah. It's a train right? game kind of route game, right? building. I get where you. I mean, I actually your your pick makes sense. Um, I'd still rather play Carcassonne, but I totally get it. It does all the things you like. It fits in there with your your list really well. So I. Uh, Wow, I did not know this would be on the top nine. So, well, how, okay. how about you, just Brian, and proper Brian? Pro- Sorry, I called you the wrong name. Oh wow. Yeah, he's uh, not, he's not here. He's not here, man. Um, right. You miss him already. I do. I we'll, usually we'll like bring him back. Lay my head time. on the shoulder during podcasts mm-hmm. as I get my weary head on the shoulder. So, all right. So okay, so like I think a lot of this a lot of this list discussion is going to be around why we picked stuff, you know, and. Um, I feel like I'm going to get a little pushback on this maybe because um, it's kind of a, a hotness thing. And that's actually a game we've already talked about. And that's Tapestry. Oh. Yeah. So I feel bold putting it on my, my free only zone. nine. That's but, very bold. But let me tell you why. Um, so number one, I feel like it is very replayable. With There's a lot of variability in like setup and, and in the game. So you, there's, there's a lot of replayability. And because I, it was... For me, it was like this or Scythe kind of thing. And I've played Scythe wow. a lot more. And so I feel like there's a lot more to explore in Tapestry. Okay. So like I had like, hmm. I mean, Scythe could okay. very easily, like I was swapping back and forth between the two. Um, but, and that goes to something you said, Gary, of like, you know, we're thinking about kind of the longevity of a game. And right now, um, that game has a lot of longevity to it for me because I feel like there's still a lot to explore in the game. That makes sense. So that's that's my number eight is Tapestry. I can't judge you for adding a game that's new to you. I, I went in today after my top nine. I'm not gonna I, I, and altered my top nine. I'd had Vinos Deluxe Edition at at eight, 
And I actually put in Lisboa, swapped it out. I figured it's not the hugest switch, the same designer, same company. Um, and don't get me wrong, I really, really like Vino's Deluxe Edition. But when I, I realized like how much in playing Lisboa today, like how much there is exploring that game and how much I want to explore it, I realized, okay, well, I, I just I couldn't it's gonna sound stupid, it's just a it's just a material possession, but I, I was like, it would have to be in my collection if I only had nine. Um, because it's one I was really excited to get. I've read up a lot on it, you know, um, and then to actually play it, it did not disappoint. In fact, it was, it was better than I thought it would be. And so um, I'm, I kind of went in and I told myself at first I wouldn't do a last minute change. And I said, you know what? No, I have to. So my number eight is, is Lisboa. And I already talked about it earlier. And so I'll, I'll we'll pass it on. Chuck, what's your number so, seven so what y'all are saying or uh, cult of the new the first play you're just going to add it to your list right not usually no <laughs> kidding no no uh, I, right but, i get it yeah uh, i get yeah. it no so, hey, yeah. so you uh, yeah i wasn't going to do this one next but you mentioned scythe um scythe is going to be on my list i'm glad it's, it's on your list then i can still play it right yes yeah okay. yes we can play with each other's top <laughs> nine. man we should have man we no. could have made this like a, a triple top nine where that none of them cross over. Okay. Anyway, do you have X game on? <laughs> I will take it off mine and you keep Wait, it on your. So yeah. this is what I consider like my minis game. Um, this was hard for me. Uh, Zombie side is a game that I like a lot. Uh, and I thought about keeping it on the list simply because of its, uh, second aspect to the hobby, which is painting. And I, I paint a lot of my zombie miniatures um, and that would be the reason that I would have kept it. But I want this list to be something that I play. And Zombicide is not a game that I play very much because I'm painting it all the time. So it's, it's yeah. Like, I don't want to play it yet. It may be 10 years before I finally finish. Who knows? Uh, it also kicked out Zaya for me. Um, Zaya is not as super high, but I still enjoy that game. Scythe is number four in my my rankings. I mean, so I just, I really like, Scythe, um, and if I wanted to paint the miniatures, I could, for that matter. But it's uh, it, it does. I, I talked about the area control aspect. It's minimal, but this kind of handles the area control if I want it. Uh, I like the action selection on your board, which is similar to worker placement. I have a lot of worker placement style games, um, and this is kind of one of my big table. If I want to get a big group mm -hmm. around type of games where everybody can kind of play, it, it doesn't play well with big player counts but uh, again one of the things that I thought about when I made this list you will find that a lot of my games can play up to six to seven players uh, a lot of them because it gives I, you the option right I wanted options uh, not that I do would do it I mean most games I think typically play well with four is kind of the sweet spot for most games in the hobby uh, and this one's you know no exception it, it plays very well with four but um, I, man, I just Stonemeyer, he knows what he's doing. I mean that that company over there, uh, Jamie, and so it. That's a, that's a good game. Scythe good. is just I really enjoy this game. Yeah, that was a hard um, one for me to kick off my list for sure. Oh, so oh, spoilers, it is off the list. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we've, so we've there delved you into his list. Oh, now I'm <laughs> now, now I'm, you want to know what's I'm, coming. right? I'm having more fun <laughs> guessing what's on y'all's list than I am talking about mine. So, uh, Proper Brian, what what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven. So I kind of did what what Chuck did is I and not as is in depth, but I looked at the the mechanisms in the games to kind of try to keep 
uh, a pretty broad spectrum in in my nine games that I'm keeping. I guess to go ahead and tell you what it is, my number seven is El Grande. It's my area control oh. game. Um, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's been it a was long time it was between this and Shogun, and I think that El Grande uh, is just a cleaner, um, more streamlined version of area control than than Shogun. Even though I think well. That's I, I think they're both equally fun. I might have just died a little inside. So <laughs> anyway, so um, El Grande is an excellent area control game. Uh, it takes place you're you're uh, in Spain, um, and uh, when the I can't even tell you what time play it's something on, hundreds. Yes, <laughs> mainly on the plane. Yeah, yeah, in Spain in the rain. Um, anyway, so you're trying to control these different areas, and you have this giant king meeple that moves around the board uh, that controls when you can and can't place things. Uh, there's uh, The scoring takes place uh, not at the end of every round, but at the end of every three rounds, which is cool. So you have like this kind of setup for what you're wanting to score to, and then you score everything. And then you have three more rounds before you score again. I like that idea. It's, it's really good. Um, Still haven't played this. Uh, we got to get it to the table. But it'll be amazing. in my it'll be in my nine games, so you can come what, play it. Yes, we can. Uh, it's amazing to me that such an older version of area control ends up making it. It's still, I mean, like I said, it's a very pure form of it. Even though it's not, so Dominion is uh, like a pure form of deck building, but it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles to it. El Grande is still a very pure form of it, but it still has some other things, some other mechanisms attached to it that make it feel uh, weightier or heavier. Um, So anyway, El Grande is my number seven. So uh, Gary, what's your number seven? My number seven is uh, Rococo. And uh, I've just, I've just, ever since I first played the game, I've really loved it. Uh, In fact, the first time I played it was with my daughter, so I know it's a game I can play with my kids. I've also played with other family members. You know, it, it's kind of that that Euro for me. You know, you know, I, I love Euro games, but I don't always want to force those heavy Euro games on family. It's kind of that mid-weight, light, 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 on the lighter side of medium uh, that I feel like I can share with a lot of people. Um, I do think I should have thought more about player count, like Chuck did. I think this one goes up to five. But it, it's... It's kind of a good – I know um, – I'm just going to go ahead and uh, reference another podcast here. I know uh, Edward Oler on uh, on Heavy Cardboard, he refers to it as a good school night uh, game, and I would agree. You play it in two hours. You get a really good feel from it. It uh, has a lot of good decisions. I love the card play. So, yeah. Uh, my number seven is going to be Rococo. Uh, I, I just can't see myself not having that game. So my next on the list is probably the second hardest choice I had to make. Um, but at the same time, I knew I kind of had premeditated this choice. I knew it was coming before I did this whole list to begin with. Um, and that was cutting dais mm. for, for, for century golem. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to happen. Mind blow. Uh, dais is a game I, I love. Obviously it's my, my top game. I've talked about it in depth. Uh, Century Golem is also a game that I love a lot. It's uh, it, it comes up nev- number eleven on my total games list. Um, the th- the reason why is because I when I was rounding out this game, I want a game that I can play 
um, I have some heavier games on this list. Like Scythe is kind of on the heavier games. Uh, yeah. I have some medium weight games, which was kind of Whistle Stop and Lords of Waterdeep. Um, and another I'll talk about in a minute. But I need some lighter games too that give me the same feel as games that I love that I can play with a bunch of different people. Uh, Century Golem is a game I think you can pull out with anybody. It's It literally has one card, like nice thick cardstock of rules, like one page, like front and back. Yeah, so it's super a, simple. Give you can do uh, with a lot of people, but I can get that engine building feel out of it, just like I, I can with Deus. I totally get that. Um, yeah, I, I get that feel from that game too. S- sleeker, streamlined version of an engine building game that you yes. can then. So again, like we said, this game is not necessarily our, our favorite games. It's games if you if you only keep nine games, this game you could get to the table and get that feel, right? Exactly. That makes sense. I guess I just when for you to say you didn't have Deus in the, it in the was list, hard. that was difficult, but. I I have a I have a similar kind of thing and uh, later on so yeah I, I I totally feel your pain on that so yeah Century Gollum that's my uh, fourth to the list all right how, how about uh how about your number six all right. Brian my number six is uh, Lords of Vegas oh what a good game yeah so um, this game is in my top ten um, so I didn't feel it wasn't too hard a pick to put in there and it's in my top ten for a lot of reasons. One of the main reasons is I feel like it is a great next step game into the hobby uh, for someone who's played Monopoly and who knows Monopoly. It's like, hey, here's another property management game with with some die rolling um, and some business management kind of stuff going on, um, some negotiation. Um, but it just does it so well. Like it puts all those pieces together so well. It feels, um, it's one of those games that, so it's it's about Vegas, right? And it feels like Vegas. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like when you play Lords of Vegas, you feel like not just that you're managing casinos because that's what you're doing, but it's like you feel like it just has a very Vegas feel. Complete to with it. some push your luck and dice rolling. And, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wow, I, I don't feel like you can go wrong with Lords of Vegas. It's uh, it doesn't. It doesn't have like my favorite theme in the world, but that doesn't matter to me. Like it's, it is so good. Uh, Lords of Vegas stayed in my in my only nine. I'd play y'all's list. I, th- I think I think probably Ryan's list is just every game that I've never played of his. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so we can you know get together and we'll play your top. Yeah, we need to, you play your your top nine. Uh, we'll, only nine. We'll, only nine. We'll games. we'll amend that on my next pick. So um, I'm the next two kind of have something in common, but. Uh, this is number six for me. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. it's it's on the list because it's another game that I really have only barely uh, started to kind of plumb the depths there. And um, I just recently got a deluxe edition, a collector's edition uh, version of it uh, from uh, the Kickstarter, which is Tricarion. And um, there's so much more. I want to play that game again. There's so much more that I want to delve into with that game. And so, uh, I mean, this is just a purely selfish uh, pick. I mean, it's my list, right? So it's, I want, <laughs> I want be, yeah. to play this game more, but also, hey, look, I just got done like making it the best possible version, or like getting all the the the, the amazing pieces and, and inserts and whatnot, and I I'm excited about getting it to the table. So, if for no other reason other than the fact that hey, I have like the the deluxe edition, and I really feel like I need to spend some more time with that, and also I think I can get some family into it. 
Um, not not everyone, but a few family members. Uh, so yeah, number six, Tricarion, uh, specifically the collector's edition. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed playing Tricarion. It reminded me uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Prestige. Yes, so yes. It, it, it's obviously not based on that movie, but it, you get that feel from it. Um, like you have these competing magicians trying to outdo each other. Um, it doesn't have quite the twisted nature that the prestige has, not but, necessarily. but, but it feels kind of like, it feels like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like, uh, yeah. Prestige, the prestige is, is a very good way to describe it. it. feels like you could be set in a similar world. Um, okay. So here I, w- I was going to wait to a little bit later to do this one, but you, you're talking about selfish picks. This is my selfish pick. Um, and that's the colonists. Um, oh man, this is my rebellion, right? The, yes, yeah. this is my selfish pick. So a lot of my games are mostly medium to lightweight. That's that's the majority of my collection in general. Anyway, um, I just like games that are easier. Colonists is heavy. The, this is this is a heavy game. in all the best ways. It's it's a very heavy game. It's not a very high player count kind of game. You don't want to play with. I mean, it only goes up to four, but four makes for a really long game. Two or three is probably where you want to play this. It is capable of playing solo. That um, wasn't really part of my picks. Scythe also as well can play solo if you really want to. Uh, I've never done it, but the colonists just so th- this this spot here was kind of my th- this and a couple other games really only added like one extra mechanism to my total lists of mechanisms as far as like crossover and everything else uh originally i had diamonds here Mm. because diamonds diamonds is ranked fairly low for me it's not like a a fantastic game i mean it's a okay take that back it is a fantastic game it's not like a highly ranked game for me it it was probably in the 50s or 60s in my top it's still in the top 100 but it plays really well with with people that don't play games very well. That's just kind of how Diamonds is. But I, I saw a lot of my other games kind of doing the same thing. Even Century Golem, to some extent, can do that. So I wanted a game that I wanted that was super heavy and super crunchy and does a lot of the things that I like, and that's what Colonist does for me. It is it is a civ-building game with uh, some worker placement in it. I mean, you, you really are building a civilization. There's a lot of things. There's multiple eras that, you know, build off of the previous era, and you get all these special... You, you work with other colonies, and you, you get bonuses based on making alliances with these colonies, and it's... Man, it's just... I love this game. I get it. Where's your, where's your number five at? Uh, my number five is actually... We don't have... Uh, it's one that crosses over with Sean. Uh, and it's Lords of Waterdeep. Um, I, and we said, we haven't mentioned this yet, we said that we could keep expansions for games, right? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the things. We, so, yeah, expansions are fine. As long as, you know, we're, yeah, as long so, as it's not like boxes and boxes of expansions. I was trying to pick a good worker placement for the list, and this one is just a great example of a worker placement game. The base game plays so well with anybody, like you can play that game with anybody, and then if you want a little bit more, you add that expansion in, exactly, and and you've got that little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Lords of Waterdeep is my number five. Okay, so it's, it's a great. This game one on probably should have made my list because what you said right there, that it's, it's ah, flexible. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it is you, you can play it. You can play it with anybody, or you can play it with gamers. And it's mm-hmm. yeah, yep. no, it's it spans that. It kind of is the bridge. It's in a that perfect. Gap. 
game for this kind of list. Well, for any list, really. I, I, I love the game, but um, for this list in particular. Um, so number five is uh, another game. Well, it, I have some similar reasons uh, for keeping it as to carry on, but uh, uh, Madeira, which I know it's heavier. Um, it is heavy. It's a heavy game. <laughs> it's probably the heaviest game yeah. on my list, maybe. But you have a very heavy Yeah, I have a heavy list. <laughs> And and I can't help it. Like I just I'm drawn to heavier games. Um, and I when I'm listening to your list, I feel like I I should have reasoned a little bit more on on games I would want to play with a family. Although I some of the games on my list I do play only with family. Um, but yeah, M- Madeira. Um, I, we Brian, man, I wish uh, just Brian were here because he and I have uh, just recently backed the uh, the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a practical part of this list, right? Um, that hey, look, I just sunk a bunch of money into this game. I wouldn't want to get rid of it, but but also the fact that I'm looking forward. For me, it's a year ago. I don't know that this game would have made that list, but then uh, I played it with both Proper Brian and uh, Just Brian. Uh, he and I introduced it to you, Proper Brian, and so now that I know I have a couple friends that like it, um, and then you know I still want to play it with you, Shuck. I think you I think you'd like the game. But it kind of breathed a little bit more new life into it, you know. And I think that's normal, right? You find someone else. Oh, this, my friend does like this game. So yep. knowing that I would have you two to play it with, and then some of the some of our extended gaming group, because I almost took it off the list, and then because um, I did, I did a combination of doing my the ranking engine, and then just playing old picking things, you know, rearranging things, and I'd taken it off the list originally. I was like, ah, oh, too many heavy games, Gary. Like just like Sean was saying, you know. Uh, and then I realized, you know what? But I, I think this is a game that I have the friends for, and so I was like, look, you know, it, it's my list. I'll, I'll do what I want to. So uh, I said, it's going to be on. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, so it's going to be on the list. So, anyways, without you know, we've waxed, uh, you know, uh, give uh, on a uh, Madeira quite a bit. We, we've loved on it. So let's go ahead and go on to your number four, Chuck. So the next one on my list, um, this is kind of my, um, I don't know what you want to call it, collector's uh, expansion list. Okay. Kind of game. Yeah. Uh, it's also my two-player, even though it plays up to four. That's Niroshima Hex. So this oh, is... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Say cool it game. again. Niroshima Hex. It's a cool game. Thanks. I, I wish um, I would have played it more with you. I want to play it more with you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is... I, I have currently all the factions. I have not played all the factions, but they... They came out with a new uh, re-implementation of this, and so I thought this game was kind of dead. They're coming out with another faction this year. So I'm, they're wow. still supporting it, and that's that's fantastic. So this is kind of kind of takes place of the like smash-up for me. I, I like collecting all the factions for smash-up. Uh, like Zombicide, kind of, I have all these different things for Zombicide. That's kind of what this is for me. Uh, it also takes place of like Magic the Gathering for the two-player type thing. Um, I didn't think about that. It uh, kind of does. It, it does the same two players battling. Is all yeah, essentially what it's, it is. It's a, it's a battling. It's oh it, wow. It's my abstract game mm-hmm. um, with a little oh. bit of theme. Oh, this one so checks a lot of boxes. It, it checks a lot, and I really enjoy this one. Um, so that's Niroshima Hex uh, 3.0. Oh hmm. wow. Okay. No, good game. Um, my number four, I guess. Yeah, four. Um, is a very very light game. I, I wanted something on the list that was uh, that was really accessible, really light uh, that you can get out with anybody. Um, and that's Quinto. Um, oh, such a good game! So 
Quinto is a, I mean, it's a dice rolling, it's a, a roll and write kind of game where it's kind of like Yahtzee, where you're rolling the dice and writing down your numbers. Um, the interesting thing about Quinto is is that when when anyone's rolling, you can be writing. When you roll, you have to write, but when someone else is rolling, you can write. Um, and uh, the way that the tracks, so I'm not going to go into too much depth about how it's ordered up, but the order in which you write your numbers is really, really important. Um, and so it makes for a lot of really interesting decisions, but it's a game that you can get out with anybody and just say, Hey, we're going to play a game kind of like Yahtzee. You're rolling a dice and you're picking a place to write, to, you know, write in that number. So, uh, but then that's Quinto, a great yeah. game on my I, list. I introduced, you introduced it to me. I got a copy and my family loved it. And so they actually were taking it on uh every once in a while they'll, they'll have a weekend where I'm not able to go with them to go visit some, some family that live a few hours away and they'll take a handful of our games and, they took that game and used up the last of the pads, and so now I have wow. to get more pads, uh, or find a, a file on on BGG. And I was telling Maria, I said what we really need to do is just laminate these and use some, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just about to say that, yeah, laminate those and use <laughs> and, put, and and replace the pencils with some uh, dry erase markers, and we'll we'll have this game forever. You know, we'll keep playing it forever. So we haven't been able to play it simply because we ran out. So we yeah we yeah, burned through awesome. the pads in like a couple months. Um, yeah, so I just want to add, yeah, I. That, that game, totally, you can't get out with anyone. Uh, for me, uh, my number four, uh, no surprises on my list, Blood Bowl Team Manager. I just don't see my gaming life without Ooh, Morgan Thorg. I'm going to have Morgan Thorg. I'm going to have Crush Face, you know, the Death Roller. I've got to have all these guys. <laughs> uh, Long Bomb Silver, they've got to be in on my shelf. And <laughs> I play that one with my son. Now, we've kind of slowed down on cooled on playing it, but it's always one I feel like I can return to. Mm-hmm. Uh Everyone except I've had one time when I introduced it to a friend and he wasn't really a gamer much and I think it felt kind of flat for him. But that's like one time in like nine or ten, a dozen somewhere around there. So, yeah, um, it's a good game for me. It's the kind of game where I, I it's lighter. It's, it's I look at it as a game I play with my family mm-hmm. and definitely uh, just, you know, in, in a list that has probably – that is skewed more towards the heavy end. It's a game that's just – a 30, 40 minute fun card game. So how about your number three, Chuck? All right. Um, my number three is probably the most played game on this list it, and kind of why it's included. It's extremely popular with my family. My son asks for it all the time. Oh, I'm trying to guess it. It's not Fandubel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Downforce. Oh, Downforce is... I want to play it. Downforce is... Um, oh. It's the... So the, the rest of the games on my list are fairly light. It's it's a very light game, but it, it has bidding in it. It's got auction bidding. It's a racing game. Um, it's I have these really awesome Mario Kart um, pieces oh, for you, the you racers. You yours out. Oh, yeah, man. with the racers. So that, that, you know, I'm keeping those. The It's just, it's fun. It's a light, fun racing game that's not overly complicated. Um Every time I've played it, I've always been asked to play it a second time immediately. It just... What a good sign, yeah. It's good. I got the expansion board, which I haven't played that track yet. And I just saw they're coming out with a new track in 2020. I'm extremely excited. They're still supporting it. This is... It was a no-brainer. This is a perfect game for the list because they're going to continue 
Yes. You continue to add to the game. Yeah, you just yeah. add new tracks. You get bored. You try a new track. They add one little thing to the game that's not overly complicated, yeah. like ice or mountains or dirt. Or I mean, yeah. It's, so you're talking about one one rule addition you can easily yeah. explain. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you you want to try this one too? Absolutely. I, uh, it's one that I've heard Chuck talk about a lot, and I just haven't gotten a chance to play yet. So so, so. that was Downforce. Yep. Downforce. Uh, my number three is uh, Dominion. So um, it did make the list. Right. So I, was, I was betting that yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, so it is a, a game I've been playing for a long time um, since it released. And uh, it's a game that my wife loves. And um, it's a game that is actually um, pretty easy to teach. And there, there's a, the hurdle of the card text. Um, but uh, you just have 10 cards in front of you and that's it. And they're available for everyone to see all the time for the whole game. Um uh, it's quick to play. It's very replayable, especially with all of the expansions that I have for it. Um, so it basically, I'll never run out of combinations of cards to play, and it's quick and it's fun. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you can go wrong with with Dominion. I see why it's on your list. What you just said, you'll never run out of combinations to play. You can play that game weekly for years with all the content you have, yeah, right? Yeah, and not feel like you're getting too repetitive. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah, so uh, Century Golem was my deck builder version yeah. of... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have nearly the combinations that that does, but yeah. I think my number three... Uh, it's funny because we, we started talking about this list and a few a day or two beforehand, I had uh, I played Chicago Express with my family, my whole family. Uh, well, everyone but my son. So just my wife and my three daughters, and we had a blast. I mean, absolutely loved it. And I know... Uh, the game can be hit or miss. I know, Shuck, you kind of had a rough experience with it. Those initial options can be brutal. I think a lot of that is cleared up by playing the game a second time. You realize, hey, I could get easily screwed here. Down, Downforce <laughs> yeah. has the same kind of yeah. thing. I've seen people really mess up auctions on that. Yeah, I think if you're not used, if, if, you, if you don't know what you're going into or you misjudge something or you misbid. Uh, so, but I'll tell you, from, from my family... We liked it. I I really had kind of thought about putting um, Irish Gage or um, even uh, Northern Pacific, and this um, and that's even lighter uh, in this spot. But having before we started doing this list, you know, having recently played Chicago Express for me, and and I'll tell you this, it kicked out a game I really really love, which is the Estates. I love the Estates a lot, Whoa. and the Estates should have made the list. But for me. I was this not game, expecting that. I was, expecting, had, I was yeah. expecting the estates to be on your list. Well, here's the thing. It, I, I, I really um, agonize about this. We talk about hard decisions. And for me, if I can only have nine, this game has a lot of that take that kind of. The auctions are kind of brutal, especially when everyone knows the rules. Like Everyone knows the ground rules. The auctions are like no holds barred. Like, I'm going to bankrupt you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then afterwards, we're going to cooperate on a company, and I'm we're going to be partners, you know? And, hey, partner, I know I just uh, messed you up on that auction, and you're poor, but, you know, hey, come on, help me, you know? So um, I think just that game does a lot of the things. So when I kind of had done my initial ranking and, I, and this game came up, I almost swapped it out for the estates. But the reason I kept it is because my whole family likes this one, and I don't play the estates with my kids generally. Um, I think they just – it's not one for – they don't really get it. So this one, that's why, family. I, my kids like it. 
So they actually request Chicago Express by name. So that's kind of rare for me. So if they do that, that kind of pushes one over that one. So my number two, which is not really number two, but it's yeah. the second one that's left. Um, <clears throat> this was another kind of difficult choice for me. This was my pressure luck um, style game slot. And I really wanted to put pairs in this slot. Pairs is a game that I have played more than any other game in my entire collection. It's a I super fast that. game. I, I can see uh, how it happened. Well, I mean, other than uh, Oniram on my phone. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I've played that game like 200 times. That's, but, like, Pairs I've played a lot. And it's a game you can take anywhere. It fits in your pocket. You can play it while you're eating. It's just it's a good pressure luck game. Uh, but there are similar games that you can get out of a regular deck of cards, like Blackjack or something like that, to give a very similar feel uh, and I wanted something with a little bit more mechanisms to fill out, you know, the, the rounding of my collection. And this is a, a King of Tokyo is a game that okay, it's I a great it. game I can, I can with anybody. I, I mean, it's and they can again, it's another game they're continually supporting. There, there's a new um, I can't even like a, like a almost like a transformer style. Yeah, I saw him today. Yeah, character that's coming out in the next month or so. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, you know, just saber tooth looking. Yeah, I saw things. it at the gathering place today. Uh, oh, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. Okay. Oh, well, oh. I will <laughs> be there tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I, wish, I wish this was a video. You can see, see his face. You, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, for feeding my addiction. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, King of Tokyo. Uh, it's, it's, you talk about roll and ride. It's not a roll and ride, but Yahtzee style game mm-hmm. where you roll dice and you're collecting, you get three chances to roll dice and you're collecting things. I love the little take that aspect to it. Mm -hmm. You can um, upgrade your character to do little specific things. You can, some of the expansions that they've added, this new one that I'm going to go get tomorrow is (laughs) they they add, some of them add extra dice. Some of them add just a little extra mechanism to them. Like there's a Cthulhu and there's a King, uh, uh, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, sorry, I just ruined that. King uh, um, King Kong. Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The King Kong. The King. So there's the a King. Cthulhu. There's a King Kong. And uh, I mean, they just thematic as far as you can get into dice rolling. Oh yeah. Um, the the monsters they've added are excellent. I mean, everyone will find something they love. Yeah, right? and, I, and I've bought extra monsters that don't have special powers or anything that I've found online, just promos and things. I have a gingerbread man. If you really want to play during Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's fun. And the thing that I find is you can play with younger age groups oh, yeah. because when you have a ton of characters, they just want to play all the characters. They'll grab a character. They don't care what it does. They just play it. And then the next round, Oh, I want to play this character and they'll grab the next yeah. character. It's a and great so it's, game. No. It's fun. It's I, a good pick. Like excellent pick. Excellent pick. My my kids love King of Tokyo. Yes. Like it's one of the it's one of their most requested games. Um, my number two on my list uh, is Carcassonne, and it's one that got I know it got kicked off of Shuck's list, and That's I hard. um and it stayed on my list. It's one of the first games I played after realizing that there was a hobby around board games. Um, it was my first game, and I've played it a whole lot i i've uh, it's one of the games that i enjoy playing uh digitally like uh through the app and um and so i've gotten to play it a lot and it 
it just it doesn't get old to me. And I, I think one of the things that I love about it is that uh, it's really simple to learn. You do you know, on your turn, you do you, know, you draw a tile and play you know play the tile and put a, a meeple on it if you want to. And then there's layers of uh, depth to it. Like you can play that at a, at a very shallow kind of friendly level, and then you can play it on a on a much deeper backstabby level i mean it's it's got a lot of modes you can kind of don't play you that get game into in my farm yeah i will kill you yeah you get into these big fights over these farms and cities and stuff and 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 it's fun and so there's a dude who shows up at the local game nights you guys know who i'm talking about who will get very aggressive with carcassonne and um i mean but yeah you can you can get to that level right you can play right. that and that where you play it very very friendly and that's even with just the base game like and there are expansions for it that um, I actually don't have any. I don't have any expansions for really? Carcassonne. I have none because I enjoy the base game that much. I've played with the expansions and I enjoy them and I would get them, um, but I just haven't. So anyway, Carcassonne is uh, my number two. All right. My number two. I mean, I've debated this one. And again, it's not, not necessarily my second choice. It's just, you know, um, I'm, these aren't necessarily in any rank. And I debated on including this one or not because, again, I felt like my list was was already skewed towards pretty heavy games. But I had to be honest, I couldn't see myself not having this in my collection, especially having had some great experiences with uh, just Brian playing this, and that's Food Chain Magnate. I know it's probably a um, – it mean, it makes my list skew much heavier than, than, than I probably should. <laughs> but, um, again, I, I like this game. I have fun with this game. The game is – more unforgiving than it is heavy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that's probably accurate. It's not that heavy. It's, just, but it's it's not it's not one you can play with everyone. But I've actually had some family who have like uh, I have my sister who was actually like, hey, I really I've heard of this game. I want to play it. And I was like, I will totally play this with you. But uh, we have and we have to play with our mom who who loves being very um like she she my mom loves the states like my, she's very aggressive in games and so. I said we have to I have to teach you and mom at the same time. So I think for me that's kind of what pushed me over the edge is that I've had some great experiences with it. And I also know like I believe I can get it out with more people than I have. And so until I'm proven wrong that like maybe I just can't get it like I get out get out with those people and they hate it, then I then I'll I probably have to remove it from the list. But for the time being, yeah. Uh food chain magnate. Uh, it's my number two in the list. So, Shuck, I would, how about your – and, again, it's not necessarily your number one game, but how about your last no, game? No, but it was a difficult decision. Um, two games that are in my top ten, top nine, I guess if we're going to go top nine, are uh, Mission Red Planet and Takenoko. Mm-hmm. Um, both great ooh, games. Both really good mm. games. Um, they did decide? not. They did not make the cut. Oh. Neither of them. <laughs> Neither of them. I figured one of them I would be in this spot. You were about to tell me that one of them made it. So what? What so made the? What, what I, again, took the place? Because I I looked at games as far as weight and and other such things, other many many other factors. Um, I was looking for another family game because most of the, my collection in general, I I want my family to be able to play. Uh, this is a game that I've played many times. I have been requested many times to play. It gives me the same set collection feel that Takenoko kind of does, even though it doesn't have the um, the really cool uh, like pattern building version mm-hmm. of set collection. Uh, it has simultaneous action, which is kind of 
the mission red planet and i already have area control in a different game so it's five minute dungeon oh which which fills my cooperative slot i don't have many cooperative games yeah i see Um, oh that's tricks a lot of boxes it i know it's not uh, there are people like giving faces i'm sure and making noises because talking noko <laughs> is such a different game it's i know it's not really similar at all but it, it does fill the slot for me for set collection um and it, it's just a fun quick game that you can play with anybody and it, it, it plays up to six players well uh if you have the expansion and it man it Something about the chaotic nature of everybody throwing down cards at the same time, trying to beat these bosses in this dungeon by set collecting. You're trying to match symbols to the bosses that you're trying to defeat. It it's simple. It's easy. It's the the least complicated on my entire list, but it's one that I know will get played. Yeah, and that goes for a lot. That that actually means a lot on a list like this. Yeah, that was one of my criteria. Um, is uh, games that would get played, um, which I'm actually about to go completely against <laughs> with my last pick. Okay. So um, I'm bookending my, my list with two giant space games. I wanted a 4X game on my list, you know, kind of a big uh, oh, epic Civ I builder. Um, I wanted that on my list. Mm, I know what um, it is. It's not Eclipse. Yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. Um, it's Twilight Imperium. Yeah, it is. And I was like, if I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, it's like if I'm man. gonna, if I'm gonna have a big uh, space epic four X game, gold. this is my you're, colonist. You're, right? you're gonna have. You, I mean, that's that's the one you get. I mean, like I I have other games like it that I really enjoy, like Eclipse. That that was actually one of the really hard ones to cut for me. It's really really high up on my personal top games, but. If you're gonna have the uh, you know the giant game, just get the giant game on your list. That's yeah. so Twilight Imperium Gold is my is my see, last. See, my four oh. X was Scythe kind of fills that role mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, that's it's lighter, but it well, yeah. well Scythe uh, was the other one that it kind of kicked out for yeah. me. So um, between uh, between Twilight Imperium and and Tapestry, those were the games that kicked out Scythe, and then Eclipse was kicked out by. Uh, Twilight Imperium. Uh, y'all, so. y'all, I like y'all's reasoning for your list. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my list falls apart a little bit under under some scrutiny uh, <laughs> because my last game is again it's 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 a heavy it's game. a heavier game. It's I'm sorry. One. I'm sure it's a good one. It's uh it's the Gallerist and it nah. and it kicked off a Grickle yep. off this list. So uh, hey, yeah, I, love I have it. to say every time I do my rankings, I know I've only played the Gallerist once and I've. You messed up my rules for me. Yeah. But every single time I rank them, it moves up and up. It's so good. Up. Like, I want to play it again. We'll play it again. And, <laughs> and I know that feeling does the time, same thing to me. It just keeps moving up. And that's why I put it on there because the people, every time I've shared it with someone, I've shared it with you guys, I've shared it with a couple of my other uh, gaming friends, and everyone seems to like it. I I enjoy it. It's The theme is unique. Um, and I it's a game, again, and it's not just on a, on a selfish note that I really love it is there's people in my life uh, that I really want to share it with. I have, again, some family, same, my, my sister and my mother, I think I, w- I would love playing with this with them. I've never played with Maria. I think, I think my wife would like it um, under, under the right circumstances. 
You know, I mean, definitely not a school night game, you know, when when <laughs> both of our brains are a little bit frazzled. Yeah. Um, but I think what it just came down to, and again, it was just kind of another selfish decision. I just don't want to, I don't want to get rid of that game for my collection. I mean, I, I love it. I, I like the game. I enjoy it every time I play it. And so I, looking at y'all's list, and I, I think the, the reasoning behind it is, is solid. I think um, the way in which you approach your Sean, I'm honestly not surprised you approached it that way, but I didn't, I didn't think of it. I didn't think to approach it that way of making sure I had certain mechanics in there. Cause now I look back at my list and I think, well, I missed this or that mechanic. And so, and then the, the same for yours, uh, proper Brian, you know, I, I like, I like your kind of, you guys both have a kind of methodical way for looking at it. And I think I went more on just like this more kind of like gut feeling of like, what could I not have? Like, what could I, what games can I not live without? Uh, and, and so, um, which, which is probably why I, I didn't, some of these games I could live without maybe, but, um, yeah. So anyways, two, two ways of doing the list, but the, I think it's been a fascinating kind of peek into, uh, yeah. into you another, guys, another, your minds. Another fun little, uh, stat from my list is I don't have the same publisher in any of mine. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> Or the same uh, designer, for that matter. I I think I, I had the one I had the two games that had the same designer. The rest of mine are different, but and the publishers are probably pretty different. Yeah, I, I, I know have, they are. I have two from Fantasy Flight, but um, other than that, I think they're all yep. different. And and I'm, I'm I'm weird with all this stuff. Like I really tried to give a very balanced list. So I, like I even balanced you know board games versus card games versus tile laying. Oh wow! So like I tried to make an. Even I need you to help me make my list. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you just sit me down and show me your. I thought I your... thought I was being detailed when when I was I was paying attention to the mechanism some you know and trying to make sure I had a good deck builder a good worker placement a good you know I tried to make sure I had that kind of going on but I did not go uh, to, into that depth whatsoever. So <laughs> I still think though it's it's a it's a it's a good um, it's a good conversation. Also, another good way to highlight like how how we can use that you know that kind of top nine tool of the ranking engine um for multiple things you know so it's not just your top games you are your top 50 right right it's you can use it for things like this um you know with your with your game group like hey if if we could only keep 20 games among us or you know if we could uh, only each have 10 games or five games you know um or our top nines you know or, or, or only nine as we were calling this they're only nines um i think it's kind of fascinating to kind of take a step into that and kind of look at your your thought process and maybe the the what I get out of this is I need to reexamine some things I don't know so I, I would I would encourage uh, those of you listening to to give this a shot like this was hard like it's not as easy as just taking your top nine games and copying yeah. and pasting them into I, the list I have it's two of my top nine games in this uh, list yeah my I have four uh, no I well. Yeah, I have four. I I didn't know. I don't know how many of my yeah. top ten. I'll go back and look. It's, it's half of these aren't in my top ten. Actually, more than half of these aren't actually in my top ten. But, anyway, if but if yeah. you're listening to this, give it a shot. It's it's actually kind of, uh, it's hard and it and it kind of shines a light on some games that you might not normally consider as like excellent excellent games, even though they're not in like your top top you know part of your list. It's like these are still really good games. Yeah, and, and I, they serve a great purpose. And some of these games, talking about them and and talking about some of y'all's games, I realize like, hey, I need to play that again, or I haven't played it yet. Uh, and you know, but I will say this of on y'all's list, 
uh, I would totally play your, your games with you. So if you only had those nine games, uh, it's not like we couldn't get together and all have a great fun game night. With, with, just, only... with just those 27 games, like we could still have a heck of a time, right? Well, uh, man, as always, man, what a good – I've enjoyed our conversation, as, as I always do. Um, and, hey, if, you, if you're interested and, and like, like Proper Brian suggested, you want to go check out our, our uh, ranking engine or the top nine generator, you can find both at www.pubmeeple.com. It's under the resources tab, correct? Well, there, so we've actually updated the, the, you know, the front page of our website so that it's uh, – so you'll find it, both of them, just right there on the front page. Okay. Um, easy to find. So. so just go to pubmeeple.com, scroll down, you'll see it. If not, at the, it's one of the top the top entries now, right? And, yeah. Um, yeah. So you'll see it there. Um, we're still we're still casually putting out some some video content on YouTube, and you know we've got some uh, we've got some more uh, podcasts coming for you. So uh, as always, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Pub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Pub Meeple, or our website, www.pubmeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine.